You haven't got any prerequisite questions written down? Nope. Nope. Matt does. No, I... Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Open up the folded part. That's a scrap piece of... Recycled paper is part of our um, plan for... So no scriptedness? You're a blank page. Oh, my gosh. How, how come you guys got blank paper then? What are you going to do? What are you going to write down? We're gonna it's going to psychoanalyze. I actually come up with a question. It's and I write it down so I don't It's all going to all be recorded. So, you know. <laughs> if I actually come up with a question, I don't want to forget it. Man, oh, so. I see. Okay, Proto Evangelum Podcast. Blake here with Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, Blake. How's it going? It's awesome, man. Summertime. Good. It's beautiful out. Hanging out with friends. We got a good one today. Uh, a classic. He's been attending CTK long before I have. Long before me. Long before you. Staple in our church community here at one CTK. of our great characters, uh, one of the great characters of our church. Yeah, you kind of put him in the in the put him put his face up on the wall for a, just a classic. That's right, uh, Hall of Famer original. <laughs> yeah. No one, one compares kind. to one him. of a kind. We love him. <laughs> never come before. Never will probably come again through these doors. Uh, yeah, Calvin. Calvin Tarasoff. What a treat. Here he is. So what's your deal? You were born in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah, like no, I was born in Vernon. Oh, oh you were born in Vernon. Yeah, I was born in Vernon. He was, lived in the middle of nowhere. Well, I lived in Quinell most of my life. Right. 28, oh, which 20, isn't. twenty-eight years. But back then, it wasn't a town like it is now. Right. And you weren't right in town, were you? You were. Well, we weren't, weren't you outside f- of town somewhere. We weren't far. Uh, we were in a little. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, I guess a suburb. It was right. called the Baker Creek Cabins. Okay. So our cabin had running water and it had a toilet but it didn't have a bathtub or none of that kind of stuff there was a separate there was a separate building that had uh baths, really? baths and showers and washer and dryer that kind of thing like it wasn't really it wasn't a dryer they had to hang everything but they had a, a place to wash clothes a wash house yeah 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 so huh. and and uh so you don't come from a christian household no no not at all like what was I, life growing up in Quinnell, well, it, it was rough. It was like a, it's almost like a frontier town. Yeah, it was a sawmill town. It, today, it is still one of the largest uh, per capita or whatever uh, sawmill town in British Columbia. Yeah, it has more. Like it has two. That little town has two pulp mills, right? So one on each river. Right. One on the Fraser and one on the Quinnell, or the Quinnell. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, Quinnell yeah. River and the Fraser River both yeah. have a pulp mill on them. But I, th- I have a funny feeling the one that I think's on the Fraser actually is, it's on the Fraser River side, but I think it actually goes into the Quinnell River. Oh, okay. Uh, so I might be, I have to correct that a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, railroad. Uh, pulp mill. Pulp mill. Forestry. Forestry. Big time forestry. Yeah. So I grew up, I, I grew up with an alcohol d- alcoholic dad. Right. So there was lots of turmoil with all of that. Yeah. Um, and then. The you got two brothers. Two brothers. One's passed away. Yeah. And the other one I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. Uh, many reasons for that, I guess. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so growing up there, there was always lots of fighting and I had to grow up fighting. Right. Because I had, I had East Indians. And yeah. of course, there's all that racial stuff and whatever, however, ended up being. Not that I, I don't dislike any of them, but it, with growing up with all of that. It was just a reality. And ended that up kind of being town. that way. And Indian Native Indians, fighting lots of them too. I had friends that were both, yeah. and then lots of that weren't. And then and then cowboys, and then loggers, and then I didn't play baseball or hockey. So there was always all those things that there was always a conflict mm-hmm. somewhere with all of that. Yeah. So it was always having to fight somebody. And because I had low vision, they all thought I was an easy pick. Sure. But I, you know, close range combat is uh, my forte. <laughs> <laughs> so, so or it became your forte yeah, that's as right. a means of survival. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so guys would bug me and stuff and they'd, they'd get what they got coming to them. And so I would get in trouble in school all the time. Yeah, and I ended up getting put into uh, 
classes of um, or into a separate room uh, and then the school teachers or the principal or vice principal would bring me my work and so I would do work on my own and I would excel that way because in the classroom I couldn't excel because people were always flicking uh, elastic bands or doing something stupid. Were, were they you would, born with your eye issue? Yeah, yeah I was yeah. born with what's called congenital nystagmus. Okay. But with an embolyopia of my left eye. Okay. So that's the whole deal there. So my eyes shake a little bit. Yeah. So that means my, my distance focus isn't good. So even with my new surgery and glasses and stuff, when I look farther away, like when I'm sitting in the back looking at the screens. In church, yeah. In church, they're still a little off. Right. Right. I can never get that perfect focus. Right. So everybody goes, well, how come you can hunt? Well, because I have a scope that right. allows me to <laughs> zoom in and I can get stuff. Okay, right. So so close. This, sorry. So close yeah. up. Close up your I'm fine. vision's like, good. Like it's, I, it's the distance stuff. I don't stuff need that, to have these on to see you guys clearly. Right. right within right? like a couple yeah. feet of each but other. But if I look here. at that, it's blurry as heck. Oh, right. right. Six, six, six inches in front of your face. Yeah. If, if, I, if things are close, I, I can't do it at all. And since my surgery, I can't read anything without glasses on. Like okay. If I sit to read something, oops, uh, I, I can't read. So, and so you don't have your driver's license. I do not. I So the, the torque lenses they gave me in the surgery only got me to 2080 vision. You need 2050 vision to be okay. able to drive. And so you got, just so we're, you got about a couple years ago, you got like a laser eye correction vision uh, or? Uh, no, I got actually what's called a torque lens put in my eye. Oh, I see. Oh, they put a lens. They took the, That's they, crazy, eh? They, they, they took the cataracts, the, the, the cataract lens off. Yeah. Uh, so that's the main lens on your eye. Yeah. They took that off. So I'll never get cataracts. I'll never have that cataract problem. Yeah. And they put those lenses, and they they have a prescription in them. So so that's all been done. Is that the only time you've had eye surgery? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you have like an so, artificial lens in um, both in, eyes? Or yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Wow, yeah. that's wild. This is wild? <laughs> yeah. So Calvin has been for like, as long as I've been at the church here, which is 16 years, mm -hmm. he's been the PowerPoint guy at the church. And I, this is just... Awesome. Praise yeah. God, man, and, because and I, you're I, legally blind and you run all our screens at our church. <laughs> you can't have a driver's license, but you have a hunting license. I've been, I've been hunting with them. I'm a little nervous. I don't know about you, but I make sure I stand behind okay, them right, okay. when we're walking. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should anyway. But, and I also have my boating license. Right on. So, so I, what I could go wrong. <laughs> a gun, a boat. Do you ever do those things in combination <laughs> together? Uh, not without friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that... So that vision, though, as a child, like a, like you say, you, you were a bit of an easy target, right? When, when I was growing up, kids my glasses were you. thick as hell. Oh, you were right? like movie right? style. And and it was the old garbage glass because my parents couldn't afford good right. high-index high lenses and stuff like that because they were $1,000 or more back then. Wow. Today, they're that much. So, Calvin, right? you got you got an alcoholic dad at home, mm. rough upbringing. You got, you're getting picked on at school. Mm-hmm. Like, what was going on with you, man? Where did you find identity? Um, well, we moved from the cabin into a little trailer where me and my dad would have to sit up for many hours in the wintertime holding the roof up because the snow would be so heavy. Uh, we got out of that and moved into a duplex on Beath Street. And uh, I hooked up with some kids there. Go, go, this is going into grade one. I'm not in school. I'm not in Sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to cup around us. <laughs> so Matt's moving it on me. Um, nervous. Um, and I hooked up with a bunch of kids on the street that were going to the First Baptist Church at the end of the street. Okay. First so, Baptist Quinnell. Yeah. Okay. And it, the, the building, as far as I know, is still there, but it's like a dance studio or something now. It's not mm -hmm. a church anymore. That specific church has moved up into the Dragon Lake area. Um of Quinnell, which is the newest growth area. Um, and I met at that church, uh, I met a man named Mr. Fiedler. I can't remember his first name. I, it might be in the Bible he gave me, and I still have that Bible. And it's a King James Bible. Uh, I don't read it because it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and he was a really good man. He took care of the church. He lived in the little house that was attached to the church. Oh, okay. So we were able to go visit him whenever we wanted to. Mm. Uh, and we, me and my brothers would visit often. We didn't live far away. 
Um, and he had an old Fargo truck that he put uh, bench seats in. He bolted bench seats into the back. and <laughs> Into the bed? In, in, into the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were oh, there like... seatbelts? Uh, no. no. I knew the answer <laughs> no, already. <right. laughs> and no helmets. The fact uh, that there's, he even bolted a seat in is a good start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he would take us after Sunday school on these big adventures out Gravel Ferry Road. And uh, it's a it's an old it's a you go up there's lots of cattle ranches out that way, but it's a road he can drive down and we don't have to speed and don't have to worry about other cars and we can go at a speed that's comfortable for us in the back as well. And he would buy us ice creams and we would go and we'd stop and have a picnic maybe or do an adventure through some trail. Cool. Um, and yeah, he was a great guy. Uh, today, people might be sketchy because he's an old he was an older guy doing lots yeah. of stuff with kids by himself. But no, yeah, no, today... There was, you know, there was no. no funny business back then. Yeah. They, it was He was a good guy. Um, but, you know, he, he knew I didn't... Ha- he knew we, my brothers and I, didn't have any money. So Mother's Day and stuff, he would give us flowers to give to my mom. And nice. he always did stuff like that. Um, so he was a safe haven to go to if we were in trouble somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so... So was, would you go to church Sunday mornings then? Yeah, every every Sunday. With your parents or just no, no. you and your brothers? Yeah. Okay. And and our friends. Right. Our, okay. Our, our block friends. Right. You'd all yeah. go to church Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Now now church like school you're getting picked on. What was it like at church? Was that a that was safe that, to oh, you yeah, like that, yeah. No, that was, Everybody's that was totally, loving there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I and I was there till I was 14. Oh, really? And even all the moving we did after that cuz we we ran away from my dad a few times and lived on our own away from him. But he with would, your mom, yeah, okay. Uh, but he would always find us somehow or some way. I don't know how. And then we'd end up going back because mom would be scared, right? Mom was always scared. So as the oldest son, I was always stepping in front of my dad. Yeah. So that always got me in trouble. Um, where am I going with that? The church at fourteen. The church was always had a van, a bus and no matter where we lived they would come collect us and other kids so so pretty it was pretty cool. cool right yeah and so <clears throat> the last place we lived with my dad uh, i was 14 and the pastor told me if i didn't listen to him i was going to burn in hell so i thought okay well that's Ooh. enough of that if you didn't listen to the pastor yep. you're going to burn in hell yep. yeah okay yeah okay. yeah so 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 I was, I was playing hockey with the church on Friday nights at midnight. We'd rent the local arena and play hockey at midnight. Um, but we didn't have any goalies, so we'd turn the nets around and stuff like that, right? So that was all fun. So, so ending that at 14 kind of sucked. Yeah. But, but I couldn't deal with all that and my dad at the same time. And my, the pastor tried to come and speak with mom and dad at home, but that never came to any fruition with as far as church went. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and it one time my dad was living there in the place on our own, and uh, we went to go get him to go have some fun at Billy Barker Days, and he had a strange woman there, and Mom just said, "Let's go get in the car, let's go," and Dad came running out and popped the hood on my grandpa's brand new Dodge Monaco. <laughs> Oops, uh, he he popped the hood and tore all the wires out of the motor, so he the car couldn't move oh wow man. yeah so so we, okay well uh there's a little bit of a field between us and the property over this way so we started walking through a little trail that went over to the other property my dad went in the house and grabbed his 270 scoped rifle yeah. and started taking pot shots at us oh. it's like i just picked up my brother daryl and made my brother jamie run in front of me and my mom run in front of him and we just ran and it's like if my dad wanted to keep hurt us he could have but he didn't. So I don't know why. I don't know the whole anything about that. He just was mad, I guess. He wanted to scare us. That is crazy. That's still a wild story. That like, is a uh, wild story. Yeah. Uh, Having a dad. 270 shot at you while you're yeah. well, while you're running Your away. kids and yeah. your wife running yeah. through a field. So I was I was <laughs> That four, is terrible. I was 14, so Daryl would have been 7. Wow. Yeah. And Jamie's was young. Middle. No, Jamie's oh, in the middle. Sorry. Now that's why he's running in front of me. Okay. I couldn't pick him up and run with him too. <laughs> was that the end of relationship that's a, that's, with your dad? That uh, was per, from there on. From 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 there on, it was pretty much the end. Well, for my mom and him, it was definitely the the last 
end. Um, my dad ended up getting hurt in a logging accident. He drove skitter, and a log came in and got him in the leg, and he never worked again after that. Uh, so he drank even more, lived in a hotel room. Wow. Uh, yeah, so if you ever went there, it was always smelled like cigarettes and alcohol. Uh, the room just reeked of that. Yeah. And uh, you would go there, and you wouldn't stay long. Yeah. You know, it was always like, hi, Dad, how are you? And, you know, he'd want to hug you and all that stuff. Uh, you know, tell you how much he loved you, but didn't do nothing for you or with you. Right. right? Most of our lives was like that. Yeah. I only have a couple of good memories. The rest are all garbage. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I knocked my dad out once when I was 12 with a frying pan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That he was hitting my mom and I just came up behind him and, you know, cold cocked him basically. Yeah. And then I tried to, I thought it killed him. So I'm over top of him trying to revive him. And uh, he woke up and just punched me probably as hard <laughs> as he did. I went flying across the room, landed wow. on the other side of the room. And yeah, so. That's a rough upbringing, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Thankful for Mr. Fiedler in the middle of all of that. Yeah. And the church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Fiedler especially. You know, yeah. he's long gone by now, I'm sure, because he was older then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I left the church and I went through life. Um, always good. Uh, of course, I got into drinking and drugs and stuff like that. And I don't know how much of that I should go into. Um, but don't get arrested here. Did, did a lot of shady stuff that yeah. I, I, I could have been arrested for. Yeah. Uh, I used to smuggle cocaine from Vancouver through the Vancouver airport, taped to my body. Yeah. And go to Fort St. John and sell it for way more than what we bought it for. Yeah, so you weren't... Make, made huge money. Huge money. Yeah. So it was hard to go back to working at the sawmill when you're making... So you were working... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was working at the sawmill. So I'd, on, on, on a Friday after work, we would drive down to Vancouver. We'd buy a, a kilo of cocaine for $32,000. Holy cow. Holy smokes, man. And then... This is a world I know <laughs> Yeah. Now, this wasn't like organized kind of thing. This was just you and your buddies doing well, this. My or? my one buddy. Did you guys get? He 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 had a French connection oh, okay. in, in in the Lower Mainland, and he would go to them. We would wait away from them. Yeah. And he would go there, do his thing. He might be there a couple of days because he's got to prove he's not a cop, so he's got to get high, right? So you got to be there, mm -hmm. and then he would come back, and then then I'd wrap my body and drugs and jump on a plane and head, wow. north. head north and when we got north uh i'd have a pretty girl help me take off the cocaine because it's taped to my body so you got to use because i'm hairy so you got to use <laughs> you got to use uh you got to use special stuff to get I, it off need another tell without, us more without, without yeah, killing please, me right no, no more so <laughs> don't picture that in your mind <laughs> so so that was all done and then i would take a bus ride home so i could recover uh, I wouldn't stay long. Um, I would just get rid of... There would always be people that would go to as soon as I got there. And then I would just take the money and leave. How old are you? Uh, let's think about that, that for a second. Time, sorry. Um, that wasn't clear. Uh, yeah, age, early 20s? Age, yeah, mid-20s. And I did it up till I was about 28. Okay. Right? And then... Uh, so... In part of that, uh, I got some of my friends into doing cocaine because I'm selling it, right? So, so part of that, and one of them was my brother Daryl. But I never, for me, one of my rules was I never, I never did any of the cooking of it. I never like because we would be doing freebase cocaine, so it's um, people might notice like crack cocaine, but. But I never did any cooking to make that. I only, same as now or ever, when I drank, I never drank by myself. So I, so I never had that urge to do it more because I never had, if I was by myself, I never worried about it because right. I knew I wasn't going to cook it. So I never had those. So for me to walk away from it wasn't hard. But for other that's people. That's not the normal. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh so I guess I, I was blessed in that way. Um, so from there, uh, I still stayed at the mill. I, I stopped doing drugs, but I stayed at the mill. 
And in 1992, I applied to go to Registered Massage Therapy School, and okay. I'm still not with God yet. Okay, not but, walking with the Lord, going to become a right, massage but, therapist. But that's when I started speaking back to God. So what made, what made you well, decide to go yeah. to massage therapy school? Because to go from selling sawmill? cocaine and yeah. working at a sawmill to think, I'm going to become a massage therapist well, is a drastic change. Back yeah. in the early 80s, I worked in a 24-hour restaurant in Quinnell called Nancy's. And there, you would always there was always a staff table, and being in the kitchen all the time, uh, most mostly as a dishwasher, but a sous chef too, I would always just stand behind one of the waitresses or waiters or anybody else that was sitting down, and I would just start rubbing their shoulders like Matt did when I walked in here. Yeah. And they were always going, "Oh man, you should do this for a living," so that always stuck in my head. Cool. So, and then I thought, well, if if something happens with my vision and I see less. I can still be a massage therapist because right. usually when I'm working Good on people, thinking. I close yeah. my eyes anyway. So, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. your eyes closed? <laughs> Mostly. Oh, yeah. Usually when I'm working on people, my eyes are closed. Focuses on my hands more. Um, and so, so I, 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 I knew the mill wasn't going to be there forever because they had already been talking about all the bad forestry stuff going on, and the mill isn't there anymore. Right. Um, and the guys at the mill were all like, what do you, what do you mean you're going to blah, blah, blah? I said, yeah, but I'm going to start. Once I graduate, I'm going to start at $50 an hour. And you guys are only making 18 So who's doing the right thing here? And you're in the cold. I'm never going to be in the cold again. I'm never going to be in the wet again. You know, I'm not going to have to shovel snow or chips unless I want to. Right? So being an RMT is easy? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just teased yeah. uh, so, so, so I went to school, and I went back and forth a couple of times because my grandma still lived in Quinnell. So I'd go back and forth, and they'd all be, we'd all talk. I'd just go and see them and stuff. And I even went to the mill a couple of times knowing when lunch is. I'd go hang out with them and say hi. Um, so uh, some of them still are in Quinnell doing different jobs, of course. Um, so... Where am I going? So what well, do you, how did you get here? Well, oh, sorry, go, you go ahead. You, you commented, so you went to massage therapy school. You didn't know God, but you started talking back but, to God. But uh, yeah, what, I, you, what, I started, what I started, initiated that? What, what initiated well, that, and what does that mean? Because, because I, 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 I was having a hard time. School was hard. It was really hard. I went through the so I went through the uh, um, employment services of Canada stuff to go to school. So they they paid a big chunk of my schooling because I was a displaced forest worker, right? Uh, and part of the promise was I would come back to Quinnell as a massage therapist and work there. But I didn't do that because of my reputation there. I didn't think I'd get very good business. And at that time, my brother lived here. So when I graduated, I came here. But To the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, but back in school, I was having a hard time. They, the employment services hooked me up with a vocational rehabilitation services people and they gave me um, a CCTV reader. So it's a, 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 oh, sorry, it's a, it's a monitor with a slide under it so you can open a book and move it back and forth and you just watch a TV monitor and it's got a, a closed circuit camera underneath it. And then, so you can just, uh, and, and that saved me so much grief because with my vision, my eyes get tired from reading. And so this would magnify, like I could have it huge. Uh, and there was a line on it so I could keep my space and keep my spot. And uh, so that was an answer. That was an answered prayer, getting help like that, right? Cool. And, but we also had study groups, and those were great too. I had some great guys as study group guys. And that was, that was a godsend. And one of the guys uh, uh, lost his name now. Anyways, he was so smart. He went to school and became a biologist, a uh, uh, cell biologist. But he couldn't make any money doing that, so he went to school to become a massage therapist. And he's a really tall, and he was a basketball player guy. We worked out together because he, he understood all the academia of everything, but the practicality of it, what, it, what the... He couldn't keep the kinesiology of the muscles and the attachments of the muscles in his head. Mm -hmm. Too too much education already. Mm -hmm. You know, his, his hard drive's full. <laughs> but he could write an exam, like a, a three-hour exam, he could write it in half an hour. He'd be done, right? He knew all the answers. But 
to, to touch you and to find the spots and stuff like that, the practical side of stuff, he had a hard time. So we had a good coexistence mm-hmm. with that. So that's how that all came. And so more prayer, talking with all this, and I promised God when I'm done school, I'm coming back, I swear. So 2000, I came to Gibson's in, 2000, in 1998, sorry, 97. I started practicing here in 98. Um what brought you to Gibson's? Just my brother Daryl lived here. Oh, then, okay. And working at Bayside Sawmill, and I didn't want to be in the city. I'm not a big city guy, and uh, so I thought, well, Gibson's is a nice little town, and it had a bus system that worked really for me. It worked way better than in Quenelle. Right. Back then in Quenelle, they had one bus doing a weird circuit a couple of times a day. Right. That was it. So I walked a lot, and uh, so here was better. And we, I shared rent with Daryl and one of his buddies, Steve, and we just carried on here. I went to, what's it called? Um, through the community services people, they put on a, a Canadian grant uh, thing, uh, an entrepreneurship thing course. And through that, I learned how to make a, 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 a business plan, learned how to do all that kind of stuff. And awesome. when I was done the business plan, I presented it to the credit union through the community development people, and they gave me a loan to build my practice. And at the same time, the, the CEA grant that they, actually I, I, I won that grant, um, gave me money to live on, so all the money I was making in the business could go back to the business. Right on. CEA, that's... Yeah, that's what it was called, a CEA grant. Oh, okay. That's yeah. not a Canadian, like, it's a something Cana- for blind? No, 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 no. no. It's, 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 it's for the, uh, okay. it's, it's for the, the entrepreneurial course okay. they're putting gotcha. on. So many people in their group would, get, would win one of the grants. So I was one of them. Okay, uh, so the money goes right back into the business. No, the money the CEA grant does is helps me live. Okay. So it's money in my pocket. And then the money I make for the business from the patients goes back to the business. So I keep putting that towards the business. Um, when I started, my very first week, I had 11 people. So that's pretty good, really. Mm-hmm. And then, and then in, my, in, in, my, in my plan, I was hoping to get five new patients a month. And that took off really fast. I was all of a sudden getting like 23 people a week. It didn't take very long. Because um, I, I was the only man on the Sunshine Coast doing massage so it it's a little different now but back then it was like 70 percent female 30 percent male now it might be switched the other way because um, because all the ladies are all the lady therapists here are sending all the men to me because mm-hmm. they don't want to work on the men mm-hmm. right there they don't want to do all that that harder work mm-hmm. so um then 2002 came along i met ivan and I met Ivan Broliard, mm-hmm. and I met Art Giesbrecht. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Dave Dykster. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are some classic names here. Yeah, Sunshine yeah. Coast. Uh, Ken Ken Windsor. Ken Windsor. Yeah. Uh, and I they, saw Ken Windsor the other day. Oh, I'm nice. Catch up with him pretty soon. And and Ivan Ivan became my uh, yeah it's old. Uh, he became my patient, and so did his at that time wife Amanda, and. And we, they would come and get me and take me for dinners to Ken and Trisha's all the time. Mm. And I ended up having, and Daryl came with us for a New Year's party. And that was the weirdest New Year's party I've ever been to because there was no booze really. You know, a beer here or there, but no, no crazy drinking. No weird booze games or none of that stuff. So it was fun. Uh, Trish was the, Trish and, oh, what's his name? I just lost his name. Um... Started the Christ the King Church. Uh, Peter. 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 McIntosh was yeah. there with his wife. Yeah. And they had their guitars, and we were doing all this awesome singing and stuff. And the next morning, we got up, and me and Daryl went and did the uh, polar bear swim out at... Uh, and you didn't have to recover. You weren't on over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that was, that was amazing. So, 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 then, so then I started coming to Christ the King Church when it was at the theater. I didn't go when it was at Kinsman Hut or at Peter's house. Okay. Um, and so I started going there in 2002, got baptized in April 2004. 
in the ocean. It was cold. Uh, my right brother got April. baptized with me too, and that was through Chris Martins, who was the second pastor of the church. Yeah. Um, and then here I am now. And so as far as PowerPoint goes, I was doing PowerPoint in the church because Art Giesbrick was doing it, but they, they wanted to give Art Giesbrick a break and get him doing something else. So they did that, and so ever since then, I've been doing PowerPoint a long time. A long time. Yeah. Is that back when they were just sliding the things on a nope. projector, they, they, or did nope, you have nope, a? No, nope. they, they, we, we uh, CDK was cutting edge. <laughs> yeah, we we they had, were ahead we, of the we, game. We had one of those old school uh, shelves you could move around on wheels. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it had a it had a projector attached to a computer. Yeah. Okay. And then I just uh, hit hit the buttons, and thank goodness I learned how to make PowerPoint. Because I, I still, to this day, probably have, I probably still have two to 4,000 PowerPoint things what? available. Really? Yeah. Don't let yeah. Blake out of it. They're on a stick. They're all on a stick. Wow. Because so you had to manually input the words yeah. for and make the And make the separate PowerPoint. slides and all wow. that, yeah. We call it PowerPoint nowadays because so it's, it's just habit, but yeah, you actually were using Microsoft that, PowerPoint yeah, and, manually and, yeah, inputting. And that's why the rule is you got to get it to Calvin by Thursday. Right. <laughs> or and else. How many, how many worship leaders? Yeah. <laughs> how, how many do that? Um, but we're getting better, though, eh? We're well, getting better. Two, two of you. Don't uh, say their names. No, no. <laughs> may, may, maybe three of you do pretty good. Uh, that's good. Um, yeah, but the rest are... After um, a span of about five years when it wasn't very good. <laughs> wow. So what began to happen in your life as you're going to church, you get baptized? What okay. was God doing? Well, uh, it filled was me, he filled me with fear. I the was, Lord did. Yeah. I was afraid to tell anybody I was coming to church because in the fear of nobody's going to come see me anymore. Wow. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something happened and it's like, no, don't be afraid. So I stopped being afraid because technically my, I'm not allowed to tell my patients anything about my life. I'm not allowed to impress anything on them. But if they ask me, that opens the door, right? So then I can say stuff. And As they're know, on a table, face down, your hands are what they're going to do. <laughs> no, you can't. And that's a part of just the ethics of your oh, pre- of being yeah. a registered massage right. therapist, right? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of the thing is you're not... Yeah, can't... can't uh, transfer any of your stuff to them okay right, right? Uh, any of your beliefs or anything that you think they should do even though right. you know whatever you're not allowed to do that so so that was all that was all good um and i'm still here uh i I'm, so but you got you got the fear disappeared and you were willing to yeah anybody anybody that asked me what i did or what i do or if i believe in god or anything like that what church I go to, all those things, uh, that all went away. I still get the occasional close friend uh, say something silly. Um, like like everybody knows now, I think everybody knows, that the pipe band I'm a part of practices here on bagpipes. bagpipes. I came in last week. Last week or the week before, week before. while they were practicing. It was pretty impressive. And... Uh, and so, sometimes they... If you like the bagpipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they give me a little jeering here and there. and uh, But they're uh, they're starting to realize that this is a good place, even though they, uh, some of them still consider it the old cabaret. Right. Right? So they're like, oh, hey, you can still at the ball. Look at that. <laughs> so the they're all... Balls, eh? yeah, and the yeah, church. Yeah. So they're... And uh, they're going, well, it still kind of looks the same. It doesn't look like much different. So... Wouldn't take much to worship back. Jesus here now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I tell him. I said, and, and you should all be thankful and blessed that you're allowed to have this space to work in, mm-hmm. and do your thing in. And so sometimes we practice outside. Uh, I think we're going to start putting a hat down, and col- and can collect money. You should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't make any money. Our our pipe band has no money. Uh, we are a society, but every time we apply for any gaming money or anything like that, we get denied, and I don't know why. Yeah. There's, I don't know what, what we're not, what criteria we're not meeting. Could try the bingo hall at the Catholic Church. Maybe that gave me money. Yeah, maybe, uh, but only if it's registered with the, you know, licensing board of the lottery. Maybe we should just start our own. Yeah, <laughs> mm. I'd generate a lot of revenue yeah. for CTK. Yeah. Um. Now, 
What year did you get married? You met, you met, tell, I, tell I, us I, a little I, bit about that. I met Rose many years before we started dating because she was friends uh, through one of my mutual friends. Because you were, you know, never been married. No, no marriage, yeah. no kids. Yeah. Uh, same as Rose. No, no previous marriage, no kids. Yeah. Um, I'm, I met her probably in, well, my friend Gary, uh, I started knowing him back around 1999 because I started dating his mentor's daughter. And they were all involved with crossbows and bows and arrows and making of those from scratch. And I was near the ending of making one of my competition bows when uh, his name was Robin, Robin Allen. He passed away uh, in 2010, July 2010. He was in, I was in the hospital same time as him. That's right. In April of that year. And then he passed away in July of that year. And, uh, so it was all crazy, uh, and me and Gary have been friends ever since. Okay. Uh, yeah, we we still do stuff together all the time. We go shooting together. We hey, we listen. Also... Focus on the question here. We're not talking about weird yeah. oh, okay. males, old males, okay, old Rose, ex girlfriends, yeah. and this and that. Ga- We're Ga- talking about your beautiful okay. wife, Rose. It's here. Ga- it's yeah. Gary who I met Rose through. Okay. Gotcha. Because Gary's friend. Props was, to Gary. <laughs> Gary's friend was dating Rose at the time. And oh. That's, and that's how. Okay. That all happened, but but Tim lost because Tim was with her for twelve this years. This is getting complicated. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, anyways, uh, I found out through Rose's boss and Rose's friend that Rose was single. Nice. That I should give her a call. Oh. So, so and this was what year? Two thousand ten. Okay. Cool. And we started dating. Our first date was December twelfth, two thousand ten. That was our first date, and we went for coffee at the Black Bean. And that's when the other guys owned it, not these guys now. And <laughs> and uh, but before that, I phone I, I I did call her, but her boss and her friend um, would every time I seen them, they'd go, "Did you call her yet? Did you call her yet?" I said, "No, I haven't called her yet." And so her boss says, "I'm telling her you're calling today. I expect you to call today and call <laughs> at the office." So props to Bob Hoy. Is this yeah? Is this <laughs> okay, who we're okay, talking okay, about? Yeah, Bob yeah, Hoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob Hoy, the uh, matchmaker. Nice yeah, work. Yeah. And Kathy Ingram. Oh yeah, so of, Kathy. The okay. co-workers of Rose. So I finally. Uh, so I didn't call. I didn't call. And every time the phone rang, they were all running to the office. Is it him? <laughs> like that, right? So finally, I called and I I, I said, uh, hi, you know all that stuff. And then we got into the conversation about dating, and I I said, so I I hear you've moved on from Tim and uh, just I know it might be too soon but I want to just let Will you, you know me? <laughs> <laughs> not quite I, I let her know that when you're ready I'm ready to take you for a coffee if you'd like uh, but if you want to talk you can call me anytime you want I'm just offering putting that out for you and if you take the it card. Yeah. Yeah. The friend card yeah yeah if you uh, take that you, we do and we go from there and then so 2010, we started dating. So that following Christmas, we were putting up the Christmas tree, and I had my mom's old diamond ring in my pocket. And when she went to go put up, she put up the last uh, bauble on the tree. Uh, she was turned around, and then I knelt down on one knee, got, my, got the ring out, and was holding it in my hand to pretend like it was the last bauble. And she turned around and seen me on my knee, and I was holding a ring, and... It took her uh, by surprise, and and, <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, "Well, is it yes or is it no?" <laughs> so, well, obviously it was yes, but it took from there till 2016 for us to actually get married. Okay, that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard yeah, from you, Calvin. <coughs> there it is, right Easy there. Easy now, you're gonna choke Easy. me. You're all like, uh, it's like your, your heart grew by ten times that ten day. Times. That's right, <laughs> like the Grinch. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it was an awesome wedding. Were you there at the wedding? I was there, yeah. yeah. You know why I was there? Well, not why I was there, but I remember vividly because you got you guys got married at our church camp out in Egmont. Egmont, yeah, West, West Resort, West out Resort. on the point. Out on the point. It was yeah. a beautiful wedding. I just remember my mom 
yelling at Daryl because Daryl wouldn't sit down. He kept trying to see because he wanted to see his brother getting married. He kept standing up and trying to get pictures. And that's my vivid memory from that. <laughs> Calvin played the bagpipes and wore a kilt. Yeah, and, walked uh, in playing the bagpipes. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. yeah it was, it was, uh, we had a pig roast. It was a really fun oh, celebration yeah, with you guys. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, it was great. That's great. Um, Israel, you were just in Israel, you and Rose. We were, and I have to say, it was a, it, it was fun, re-experiencing it through Rose's eyes and seeing the excitement. Not your first trip. Not my first trip, no. And it was fun seeing it through her eyes, and then uh, saw how excited she got to see the Bible come alive. You know, so that was that was really cool. But the first time I was there, I had a different experience because I felt. I felt the spirituality coming out of the ground when I was first there. Wow. I didn't get that this time when I was there. So I, and I told Rose, when you first step off the bus, when you go from wherever to Jerusalem, especially in Jerusalem, I said, there's, there's, there's power there in the ground. And, and, and I didn't get that this time. So I was like, ah, oh, I, I was kind of bummed out about that. But, but I still had a good energy the whole time I was there. Even though I got sick, I still had pretty good energy for the most of it except for one day. Again, first time, second time, rest day, or our free day, I mean, I basically slept. He was down and out on the free day. So Rose came with Lisa and I and yeah. um, a few others, and yeah. it was fun. Yeah, uh, And I got around. I got to do a bucket list thing. So that was, I got to swim in the Mediterranean, and the body surfing was awesome. Um, I, got I have to a picture of Calvin standing in front of the do not swim here sign. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> right after and, you guys were done swimming? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I never saw I, that before we went in the water. That's right. And, and I also got to swim in the Sea of Galilee, which I didn't get to do last time because it was March, and I don't think it was an appropriate time to go swimming in there. And then, But I probably should have. Uh, I also got to swim in the Dead Sea, and I got to swim in the Red Sea. The Med, the Dead... The red, yeah, and the Galilee, yeah. nice, yeah. So, so that was that. And was is that the, like all the major bodies of water right around there? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There might be a couple of smaller lakes, right? But, but those are kind of the yeah. yeah. What's a highlight cool. for you from Israel? Like, what's a spot that you have loved there? Um, my 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 favorite spot is uh, going up to Mount Carmel, and then and then the other one at Dan. Uh, I, I like those two. I like I like like walking through the Dan Forest and stuff like that. I I like the nature spots way better than I like the congested spots like Nazareth and whatnot. I I prefer the more open spots mm-hmm. like the uh, was it the Mount of Precipice? Yeah, is that where we were up on there? And we could At see Nazareth? Mount Tabor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I, I liked it there. Um, That's an amazing viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. So and all all the viewpoints really good Bible like teaching, Masada, uh, yeah, really good. The speaker was he awesome? <laughs> Preacher of that one, he did a great job, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, at that Dan Forrest too, same teacher. I mean, I wish um, we could get that guy more often. <laughs> and uh, um, um, what's it called? Well, Masada's cool too, but yeah, I love Masada. What's what's the one where the guy got the uh, sunstroke? Got sick. Where uh, so it's the M as well. From our group. Yeah, the bus had to stop and wait a while. Oh, uh, Megiddo. Megiddo. That's how come I couldn't remember that. Yeah, we had. Megiddo is all. I I love Megiddo too. But um, now where's the spot? What's it called? Megiddo. Megiddo is where the Solomon's. Yeah. Stuff. So, all that. All that place yeah, where we go yeah, up the hill and yeah, go around the top. Stables there. Yeah. 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 That's that's all super cool. Yeah, very yeah. cool. And this time, it wasn't like last time. We had a lot more fighter planes flying around last time. We didn't have as many this time. Right. So that was... Which that is was, interesting because it was supposed to be... Of what's going on there. You know, a time where in the news you're hearing how yeah. hot it is on the yeah. ground. And, and then... and then I actually thought we saw less police and me too. army presence yeah. than... Oh, really? I, I, I on bl- any of my previous trips. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. Yeah. Um, the taxi driver that took us to the airport after we left, the, after you guys left and we were going the other way. You and Rose did an <clears> extension. <throat> yeah. Um, our taxi cab driver was constantly telling us, that's a police, that's a police. And I'm like, how do you know? He says, because I drive this all the time. But, and they're all plain clothes. Yeah. yeah. And, and we pulled up at the airport and he goes, she's a secret service person. 
And I go, how do you know that? You can't, how do you tell? He goes, well, watch, watch her, her left shoulder. She'll talk into her shoulder like that. Like she'll do it a lot. Huh. So he goes, oh, yeah, okay. And then once we got our luggage out, she was gone. She wasn't there no more. So I thought, okay, mm-hmm. if you say so. <laughs> but uh, uh, going down to uh, Elat, I thought it was uh, going to be a more uh, open market garden kind of a place because it's so close to the Red Sea and all that. But it's not. It's it's just a resort town. Um, and not much else happens there except for there's a huge desalination plant. There. Right. It's huge. Yeah. It takes many minutes in a bus doing highway speed to get by the whole thing. Wow. It's huge. And our taxi driver there told us to stay away from the purple pipes because that's gray water. <laughs> oh, okay. So they use it to feed the fig date trees. Oh. Sorry, not, not fig trees, date trees. Because they're so tall that the water gets filtered out before it gets to the fruit. So then it, they don't waste water because it's 1,000 gallons a day to water those things. It, it's unreal oh, when wow. you're there. Like when you're in the region of the Dead Sea, like you've been there. It's like these date orchards are just massive. And you're yeah. like, how is there one single tree in this dry climate, let alone orchard it's, it's, after it's crazy. orchard after orchard? Yeah. And then I don't know if that's what you call a date orchard. Is it an orchard? Uh, I I would think. I would think. We'll it. take it. Yeah. We'll take it. And then I was surprised by the amount of banana trees that were there this time. I don't remember that from last time. Mm. And they're all covered in nets to keep the birds away. Like yes. acres yeah, of them acres covered. Acres, yeah. yeah, as far as you can see, covered with n- nets. Did you try the avocados, man? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were good. In the Galilee, that yeah. was like. And their tomatoes, uh, you know what I should have did? I should have taken some of them tomatoes and squished them and took the seeds. You should have. But oh. but that you're not that's kind of against the rules. Yeah. So I didn't. But but I tape sure. them to your body. <laughs> <laughs> get roast to pull the tape off when you get home off your hairy chest. <clears throat> Thanks, buddy. Oh man. I'm 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 Christian. Don't picture that. Can't do that. <laughs> you know. So yeah. Um, A little bit of cross quarter fruit smuggling isn't. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just ask for forgiveness, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, but uh, the worst part of the whole thing was our plane ride home. Uh, the plane ride itself was fine. It was the Air Canada debacle in our reconnections and all that stuff. Because the day before we were supposed to leave, they had already sent me an email saying your plane's delayed an hour. Right. There was some closed airspace times, I think, due to some of the right stuff that was happening. Well, because when right. we went to Elat, when we left you guys, by the time... From the time we went to Wilat, by the time we got back to Tel Aviv, there had been a thousand rockets launched at Tel Aviv. Were you afraid? Uh, no, I didn't even know. It, I was clueless. There was no signs or symptoms or of any of that. Even when we were in Tel Aviv, there was no extra police. There was no extra nothing. Um, but the only thing was when we got back to the hotel, the concierge told us, I know you guys were here a few days ago and you're back. But I have to tell you, there's been some changes. And one of the changes is we have to tell you about the bomb shelter. And we have to tell you where the safe places in the hotel are to be if you hear the sirens go off. And you have one and a half minutes from your room to a safe place if you hear those sirens go off. So he told us where we were supposed to go. So, so Did and you ever have the sirens? No, nope. never heard them once. Mm-hmm. Not once. But and then prepped wa- you in case. Yeah. yeah. And, then all, and then walking... Uh, of course, we hit. We were there on Shabbat again, so it's it's an annoyance I have. So, but it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a good it's a good Setting thing. Setting aside one day for the Lord, is- <laughs> <laughs> but it's it happened twice while we were there, so you can't do much. Right, it kind of takes away your touristy stuff. Right, so it makes it harder. So we just um, I wanted to find a place to buy hyssop and some spices and stuff because i missed doing it in jerusalem which if you want to do it do it in jerusalem don't do it in the south because it doesn't exist they don't have those markets down there they were they didn't have any um uh so i wanted to the the only market that was open was it was called a satar market and you go in there when but it's in jaffa so we had we walked on the the uh the water waterfront promenade there there, all the way back to jaffa and it was fun wow that was good. That's a good walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, easy, five k, easy. And uh, it wasn't too too hot, but it was definitely warm. 
Um, we didn't jump in the ocean, which we probably could have every so often. Um, but it was well populated. Like it was very busy, very busy. Uh, but the Zatar market, the guy didn't, he was Arab or I, I, I say Arab, but whatever he was, I'm not sure. Okay. How's the gelato in Jaffa? Uh, it's good. Yeah. Better than Mike's? Uh, I don't want to, uh, I'm going to plead the fifth on that. That gives us our answer. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike's is the only one here, Mike's so I don't want to. The, uh, the best on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, because yeah, it's but, the only one. <laughs> but that was pretty amazing in, in yeah, Joppa. Yeah, yeah. Joppa. Ex- extra sweet for sure. It must be something in the air there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and, and their coffee, the, the coffee you get is... Uh, not like ours. Yeah, they got good coffee over there. Right? Good coffee there. Yeah, little, little. It's I, like uh, it's super, like a super uh, shot. Uh, yeah, like a, like a, like the Turkish coffee yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but the Turkish coffee we got in the hotel rooms was like an instant version of that. Right. And the bottom of your cup was a half inch of don't goop. Sludge. Don't drink the dregs. You, you, you got to let it settle for a couple minutes, and then you can drink it. Right. But yeah, if you tip it back too far, you got a mouthful of yuck. So yeah. That was all that coffee, man. It is true. There's something I don't know what they do to their coffee that we don't have, but mm-hmm. it is so good. And when you get the machine coffee, right? Again, it's the it's it's the it's the dirt. It's the dirt in the air, right? It's different. Yeah. There you go. Something you've been doing around here in the past couple of years is uh leading our two seven book uh-huh. group, right? Well working through I, well, I, I led it once, book one. Me and Jerry. You and Jerry. You, but you'd go back and forth, right? We co-teach. Yeah, co-teach, yeah, yeah. One and, week would be and him, you do one book one. Be me. And yeah. then this past season, you guys have been working through another book, right? Oh, it, it was or just an another. extension of that same kind okay, of right. series. Living in Christ. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that, was, that was the only one. Eight Lessons on Christian Living. Yeah, yeah. And the first half of that book is basically the whole book one. Five just, Assurances. Just, it's the Reader's Digest version. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. So anything uh, going off of that? Is that kind of, that's kind of like your first time? Is that your first time kind of leading yeah. Bible study like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I you helped lead a home group a few years back. Yeah, the, okay, the yeah. Koinonia thing, yeah. and I did that with uh, Trevor Eady. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 So anything cool? Something we like to going forward? Anything cool in your life that God's impressing on you? That's maybe He's challenging you. Maybe you feel like you're like, oh, this is going on in my life. This is. Well, um, memories coming back from Israel that make you go, "Oh, this is like God's God's working on me in this way." Anything cool in the future you see coming up? Well, we're gonna redo. We're gonna do book two. Okay, uh, nice. But but that's that's the only thing I can really think of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have any other Christian stuff happening per se. Um, I know I know I have to stay in my word. And I know, and I know, I have to stay in my memory verses, and that is a big challenge. Right. So that's so I I, I need to I, I do my readings, but not every day as much as I would like. But I try to put a half hour away every morning to get my readings in, get a couple of chapters in. So, so yeah. So I, that's I, it. I, that's I, good. I, I try that's to awesome. I try to do that, but I don't always hit it. And like we were doing morning prayer on Sunday, and. I lost Proverbs three, five, and six. <laughs> sick. So I've memorized sick. this. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that kind of sucked. But have you found that scripture memory easy, difficult? How does that go? For um, you? It's it's definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, what is it meant for you? Well, it 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 it, it it's it's my. Uh, well, I I want to say it's my dedication. Yeah. Uh, it's my my time with God as best as I can do it, and I fumble, so it sucks that way. So I. I'm trying to make myself do it more and make it more easy. So the more I do it, the more easy it becomes because now it's like a, a habit. I'm trying to make it a habit. Let's like going to the gym. You, you start not going as much as you should. And then after a while, it's like, no, I need to go to the gym. It becomes a need thing. So, no, I need to be in my word. I need to go back and remember that verse that I learned three weeks ago and now I can't remember how to say it. No, so so that's my 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 circle of dedication is to try and keep that going in that direction, because it's easier for me to remember it and say it instead of opening and reading it, right? Right. So yeah. if I can remember it, that's better. 
So, which yeah. I like the way you put that because it's true. Like we often as maybe as Christians, air quote, think that we should like just have mem. We should love to do memory verses, but the reality is, it's not easy. Like it's work. It's work. Yeah. You got to. It it's work. like a habit. Like you say, like going to the gym. You got to work the muscle of like yeah, memorizing and practicing and sitting down and. And, and, it's and a people who can, people who are good at memory verses, they didn't just get it because they're definitely not. It's like they put the work in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's, it's all about time. Yeah, and repetitiveness and acquaintance. Why memorize your, scripture? Why would you say? What have you found? What's the value of it? Well, it's people. God, God, God says, you, "If you abide in me, I abide in you." So you put your word, His word, on your heart, then He's in your heart. And then your heart can be out there for other people. Or um, maybe not me, but maybe you could evangelize more easily. And that, like, for me, it's, it's, it's for me to give me a weapon. I, I consider it a weapon, mm. like the sword. Like maybe mm-hmm. call the Bible the sword. Well, I'm not walking around with the Bible, uh, but, uh, uh, but when I put them on my heart and in my mind, I now have that armor, uh, say, we'll call, so called armor more than a sword. Because it's protecting me. I, I, I feel I'm being protected by having that on my heart. Yeah. Right? My mind's protected. I'm not... Um, let's see now. Can if, I put you on the spot? Before I was a Christian, if somebody wanted to have a fight, I'd just have a fight. Right? It's like, no, you want to drop the gloves? Fine. Let's go. How, how bad's it going to be if I get beat up? Who cares? I heal. Right? I've been through enough fights that I heal. I, there's no... don't have a lot of remnants of being punched in the eye too many times um so so that's so that's so that's like god's armor is stopping me from having it's like you know same as when i'm riding my bike i ride my bike all the time people do stupid things in their cars and i'm constantly yelling at them so now <clears throat> now now it's less profanity <laughs> you know like i'm god's god's eased my tongue in that fashion yeah. Uh, and I'm trying really hard not to swear or cuss uh, most times. I, I tease my wife a lot. And in the house, I'm, I always make it sound like we're having an argument, but we're really not. <laughs> and, you know, just in case there's somebody listening, yeah. you know. But, yeah, she knows I'm just joking around. Did you guys do Psalm uh, 119, verse 9 and 11? Mm, sounds like we did. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if you'd know it off the top of your head. No, there. I don't know. It's the, if, book two. I, 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 even when we did book what two, was in the studies in Christian living. Say it again. Psalms what? It, uh, one nineteen, verse nine and eleven. Oh, that's that's where you put the. How can a how can a young man? Uh, how can a keep, young man keep your word? Um, oh, I forget. Oh, sorry, I threw you under the bus. I, I, I forget. Was sharp. No, no. Like How I can said, a young man keep his way pure by living according to your word? By, I've by hidden by your word in my, in my heart, heart so yeah. that I might not sin against you. All right, sweet. Psalm yeah. 19, verse 9. So that's well, that's basically what I'm saying. Why I want to put the word on my heart, but totally. I that's what I heard you say, and that's why I brought that one up. Yeah. So, so for me, I have to go back and repeatedly go over those verses because if I don't I kind, they kind of float away I don't know how to uh, that's why I have to constantly be in them and if I miss that one say for two weeks and I've done another one then or I've, so I'm trying to do book two now right because book two is hard I, I have a really hard time with book two's verses and I don't know why but they're, it's definitely hard mm-hmm. so so I'll like my hard drive is full of stuff too, so I gotta try to. I gotta <laughs> yeah, delete yeah. a bunch of hard. I gotta delete a bunch of stuff and just forget it. Yeah. Um. So I can put that stuff in there, and I th- I think I have a little bit of adult onset AD, ADD and get you know squirrel you know uh. things like that. So <clears throat> it's just one of those things that makes it hard. Do you find the more you uh, work on memory verses and read your Bible, it affects your life like you say oh i'm it, trying to stop swearing yeah do you find when you're like oh i've missed a few days yeah it's it's and same as at work yeah if i if i miss my prayer at work standing at my table and say god you know i i, I ask that you're, you that you put your mercy and grace in my body and that 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 your healing touch comes through me into my patients 
you know, and uh, I ask that you bless this place while I'm here today. If I if I forget to do that, it's not a it's not as good a day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So and and I definitely noticed the difference. Like like that lady that called while I was on my watch yeah. today. Yeah. Before we started today, she's like, yeah, I I, I heard about you through her friend and I said oh who's your friend and she and she goes she swears you're the best on the planet you know and that kind of thing so so it's like oh okay well tell your husband to make his appointment for tomorrow <laughs> you know is that all I got to do to get yeah. in tomorrow you're the <laughs> best on the planet <laughs> well there was an open spot she looked on online and found an open spot that was there tomorrow. If you don't look, you don't know. If you don't look, <laughs> if, you, if, put that in our proverb. If, 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 <laughs> if you don't if, look, if, you don't know. If, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and if you're not on the wait list, you don't get a text telling you there's an opening. Tarasoff 319. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look, you don't know. Yeah. And, uh, yesterday, a patient uh, was working on their hamstring, and I, I did, wasn't expecting it to be like it was. And so as soon as I pushed on her, I went, oh, what the heck? So she said, you need to get a shirt that says that. <laughs> what the heck? She said, at least you didn't swear. I said, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. But. Never, right? Eh? All right, last question for you as we wrap up. Um, if you're a regular listener, you'll know our, our kind of end of the question is, okay, someone comes to you, Calvin, let's say they're on their on the massage table, and they ask you, Calvin, what is the gospel? What is Jesus all about? You're wrapping up on me. You got final couple minutes. Tell me what you're. Tell me what this Jesus thing is. Tell me what Jesus has done for you. Tell me what Jesus is to you. What does the gospel mean to you? Well, the gospel is 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 guidance. Um, uh, it helps me live my life in a way that uh, 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 by 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 following the gospel, I'm. Uh, putting myself out to the rest of the world in a nice, in a nicer manner. I don't know what word to use for that other than that. Um, uh, I I think Jesus has saved my life by becoming a born again Christian. I guess you would say. I've never been baptized until 2004, but I was Christian before. I've always been Christian. Um, touching the cup again. <clears throat> Uh, what was the rest of that? Um, so what does Jesus mean to me? Jesus means salvation uh, by me speaking outright and uh, accepting him as my Lord and Savior. He saved me and uh, he saved many people I know and many people I love. And uh, he's created a family for me that's better than the family I was born into. Um, and uh, that's that's awesome to me. Uh, and that, and that's why I'm still here because I love everybody that's here. I don't know what else to say. Cool. Thanks, Calvin. That's yeah. it. Appreciate having you. Um, well, I, I'm a, I appreciate being here. <laughs> Good thing there's no video. <laughs> that was a classic comment, a, a Calvin clip at the end right there. He's, he just... The drop a line like that right there. Good thing there's not this. We get through all that, and then he just stabs a knife yeah, in you. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so we're like, do I love this guy? Do I hate this guy? Yeah, I don't really that. know. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks, we Calvin. We love him. I, thanks, I, Calvin. I, I have a reputation to keep. <laughs> Okay, that was Calvin. Fun conversation with Calvin we had. He's always a fun guy to... You can pretty much always be guaranteed you're going to have a fun time with Calvin. Totally. Anytime you're around him. You never know, you never know what's going <laughs> to yes, come out of his mouth. Sure. Right? So you're like, okay, where are we going here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always do got to be, uh, what's going to happen yeah. here in the next... Yeah. Cool. A couple cool things um, that stood out was Mr. Fiedler. Mr. Eh? What a... Godly man. Mr. Fiedler. Actually, and it made me think even as he was talking about that, I mean, I think in every conversation we've had, there's always been someone who's like gone through someone's life who like, 
like uh, Mr. Fiedler doesn't know what an impact he had on Calvin. The fact that like no idea fifty years later, later Calvin would be talking about him, and and I bet Mr. Fiedler was just, hey, I just want to hang out with these young men, and these guys need a stable influence in their life, yeah. and I'm going to help them do that. I thought, I what a, an amazing man too to be like, hey, it's Mother's Day, here's flowers, yeah, make sure your mom gets some flowers, yeah, yeah, very cool, yeah, it's pretty cool, and then even to think in our own lives how we impact people just by simple things totally having a relationship with people looking around for those that are uh you know maybe seen lower in society calvin was poor didn't have good eyesight he was picked on um, yeah and when you just have an eye for things like that it it grows huge yeah as a child totally he was pulling on the heartstrings there too when he got at the end when I, when he started talking about the value of uh, church family for him, yeah, and how his his friendships and relationships within the body of Christ mean more to him, or more important than he ever had within his own family of origin. I I just I'm like, wow, that was powerful. Yeah, shows the body, the church at work. Yeah, brothers and sisters in Christ doesn't just have to be blood that makes you family. Amen, brother. Cool. Yes, bro. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later.